I'm going to read every book. I'm going to climb every mountain. I'm going to listen to every podcast. Today's process is this. Consume daily bites of content. Sit back, relax. Let's light a lantern. Wade Skalski here, lawyer, entrepreneur, and your guide to the understory. The understory is filled with monsters and bandits. But if you want to start, grow, or pivot from a business, this is the place for you. Admission to the understory is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's light the lantern. What is up, Rangers? Those of you who are in the understory against your will, and those of you who are in the understory on paper, on purpose, Wade Skalski here, the understory lawyer. I'm excited to talk to you because uh, this may be a three-hour episode, because after I do this episode, I have to go do the yard. So uh, I don't want to do the yard right now, so we'll just talk for a few hours, and then I can just tell my wife, hey, I'm recording. Please don't make me do the yard. No, I want to do the yard as it is one of my connections, one of my connections projects. And uh, I always learn something and make my wife happy from a connections project. But that is not what the focus of today's podcast is. The focus of today's podcast is the consumption of daily content. So I'm going to tell you a little story about debate. When I was in, and chess for that matter, should it be debate or chess today? Hmm, high school debate or high school chess? Which one of these will be more exciting for you? You know what? I have done... Um, chess before, so I will do debate today. So when I was in high school, I did debate, and I really enjoyed it. It, it not, not so much the arguing part of it. Um, you know, as an attorney, everyone th- thinks, oh, you're a great arguer. I actually don't like conflict, which is really interesting because for 20 years, I was in court every day, which is in an adversar- adversarial position where I was the person with almost the least amount of power. In fact, I would argue that I was the person with the least amount of power because my clients got to tell me what to do, right, for strategy. I could tell them, hey, we should do this, but if they didn't want to do that and I couldn't persuade them, then they would just tell me to do this or do that, and I had to do that because of my my client. And so, you know, so for 20 years I had no power and was always in conflict and fighting battles every day. But I don't like conflict. I don't like arguing, really, to be honest with you. So I I tried to collaborate with with everyone. I tried to get everyone on the same team. And anyway, so I was perhaps a little ill-suited at at times, at times for that gig. Um, But that being said, no, what I liked about debate was, and I learned this later, uh, very, you know, like in the last couple of years, was I liked the intangible idea portion of it. Because my brain, the way that my brain is wired, I like intent. Like I like doing like about concepts and intangible things versus being an engineer and tinkering with my hands. Okay, which I can do. I put together a giant backyard playset, and as a father, one thing that they don't tell you is that you do need to learn how to assemble things because every toy needs to be assembled. And then the toy runs out of batteries. You got to be able to put batteries on things. You got to be able to put together playsets, um, that type of thing. Put up bounce houses, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, create temporary jails to put your children in to give yourself a break. Um, oh, wait. No, I didn't. I don't do that. No. So anyway, in any event, um, no, what my brain liked about it was the intangible concept part of it, right? Abstract ideas. And that's what debate is, is it's, it's, they put forth a position that's an abstract idea. We should do this. You say, well, these are all the things that go wrong. And then someone arbitrarily decides who wins. But the one thing is that I was not a very good student. Uh, at all. Um, I think my high school GPA was like a 276 or something like that. 
Right. And, um, and the reason why I was not a good student, not because I didn't have the mental brain power to do it, to be a good student. It just was like, I just was not conscientious. I was kind of a pie in the sky daydreaming kind of guy. And, but if you could get my interest into something, then a really strange thing would happen is that I would literally just get super like OCD about it and get into it. Like I, like with debate, I would go into the library and, um, I would go to the library and I would go into the, the Dewey decimal system card catalog and just look up stuff to create, you know, briefs. I convinced my parents to send me to Baylor university for a debate summer camp, right? Like who goes to Baylor Nothing against Baylor, but in the summer, Waco, Texas is not a, like a summer destination, in my opinion. Like, it, I don't know, whatever. I had fun at that camp, by the way, and Baylor was really cool. And uh, so why do I tell you this? Well, I tell you this because that that can be a blessing to get really into something and go deep dive on something, but can also be a curse because you can deep dive on content and never do anything. So... When I, the first part of like sort of self-improvement journey, I would just consume everything of someone. Like I'd like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to learn from this person and I would just consume everything. But the problem is that if you were like a well-established entrepreneur with a lot of content, that can take a long time. So if you were like to get into Tony Robbins, for example, I didn't get into Tony Robbins. I got into Darren Hardy. Like I did everything that Darren Hardy did. And I went up his value ladder until I hit his $10,000, um, Ten thousand dollar offering, which is like his three day event or whatever, and I just was like, I can't, I can't pay ten. I don't have ten thousand dollars, right? So, but I bought everything else and I sent it up his ladder, and all of it was beneficial and all of it was useful, but I didn't really implement anything. I didn't implement anything, and until I learned about sort of on the execution side, the tactical side for me personally, how to make myself do things, um, and this was a long time ago. This was years and years ago, and. And so why do I tell you this? Well, I think if you were going to consume content and you want to change your life and you don't have a lot of skills at the moment that are applicable to where you want to go, there can be an urge to just go consume everything because, and you'll get a huge dopamine hit because it's all new, right? The problem is, is then what happens at the end of that is that you have a knowledge, but you don't have the experience to implement the knowledge and you don't have the stories that you've earned, the skills that you've earned from trying to do things. And then you may be learning things you don't need to learn. So for example, um, I heard a story about a guy once who was like, he runs a bunch of dentist office offices, but he's not a dentist. So how much of like dentistry does that guy need to know? I don't know, but I bet you he, that guy learned like the absolute minimal amount of dentistry that he needs to be aware of to run, to own those offices. But if he was to like keep consuming information about becoming a dentist and then he could actually do work on people, then, um, one moment. that's a first for the podcast. Um, I hit the cough button, but not for a cough because I had, um, inexorable gas. So, uh, that's not the flatulence button. <laughs> I'm going to hit the flatulence button. One second. Let me try that again. I muted myself on accident. I didn't have any flatulence. I just wanted to use the flatulence button again because I thought that was funny. Um, the first time there was a legit use of the flatulence button. All right. 
that may be a first in podcasting that I've ever heard of, but you know, there you go. So, uh, yeah. And so, but then when, you know, he's learning to, to do a root canal or whatever, and he's not running his business. He's not hiring dentists. He's not getting locations. Right. And so this is the thing I want you to understand is that yes, you must consume content, but one method of consuming content is small daily bites. And you will learn a lot from osmosis by doing that. And strangely enough, what happens is, is that when you, when you do those bites, uh, every once in a while, if you do them daily or like as consistently as you can, every once in a while, you'll have, you'll have a decision to make. And if you're following the right person, the podcast or blog or daily video or whatever it is that you're watching, um, We'll, we'll give you the answer. It'll just be perfect timing and it won't happen every day. But if you, if trust me on this, if you do this for, you know, try it out for a year and just listen to someone's daily content for a year and then just take a little note about it or post it on Facebook. So I did this with Russell Brunson. I started on June 17th of 2020 and I just listened to his daily marketing secrets podcast because they're like chunks, right? They're like nine minutes. Sometimes they're longer, like 40 minutes or whatever. But, um, for the most part, they're like nine to 15 minutes. And, um, you know, I would say, listen to my podcast, right? If you do that every day, just a little, you know, the early ones are long, right? So I, I try to get kind of kind of crazy. I had this whole like Joe Rogan fantasy. I was like, I'm going to do these long form podcasts, you know, like 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And then just to do them, you know, he only does one or two a week. He's not doing them every day. And, um, you know, you can't, I don't know if you could do four hours a day. I mean, you, I guess you could, I'm sure someone's going to do it, but not me. It's not my personality and and my skill set or my mindset or my environment at this moment. So Maybe one day I'll do like everyday long form, but who knows? But the, the point I'm trying to make to you is that you actually do learn from osmosis. So you do pick up the mindset. Um, you have to be very careful who you pick. Obviously, if you, if you pick an elite level marketer who's going to take you down the wrong path, it's not good. But if you do take, you know, and you'll know, and that's the other thing too, is like if someone has enough content to where you can listen to it every day for a year and not run out, then they can't hide. Someone's not, you can't, you know, you'll find a creative collaborator to work with. And, but don't, don't get into this thing where you've got to consume hours and hours and hours of content. You, you just need to make slight adjustments every day over time and you'll get to where you want to go. You don't need to try to hit these home run balls all the time. I mean, take my book, for example. I just wrote a little bit as much as I could in the morning, you know, for a few months. That was it. I didn't try to write the book all like my friend Dana Derricks writes books in a week because he's, he's got like 16 or 17 books. He's got a method for doing that. And actually I went through his method to finish my book. And so that was what was great about it. And now I can, I know I could do that method. Maybe the next book I'll do his method and write it quick. I haven't decided on that yet. Um, but you got to like commit for a full week, two weeks to do that. Like that's all you do for two weeks. I'm not in a place necessarily to do that right now, but but if, in terms of consuming content, though, it's like it wouldn't serve you just to listen to two straight weeks of content, right? Sometimes you got to go into mad scientist, super creative mode and just bang something out. But you can achieve a lot on the other end of the spectrum by just doing a little bit every day. And I can't tell you how many times I would listen to Russell Brunson's podcast and it would spark an idea for my podcast or it would because uh, I've never I've never had writer's block for the podcasts. Right. Or I guess podcast block. I don't know what you would call it. I always had, I always had ideas. And part of that reason was because I was always feeding my brain ideas daily. 
or close to daily. So sometimes you can look, you, you can look at my Facebook feed and you'll see like, you'll see stretches where every time I'm listening to his podcast, cause I take a screenshot and put it up on Facebook and kind of like a little blurb about it. Um, every time that I do that, it, uh, you can see like there's stretches where it's like 5 a.m., 5 a.m., 5 a.m., 5 a.m. And then there's like, there'll be a couple of days where you kind of miss it. And I'll be like 1.52 p.m., right? So like, look, I another reason why I documented in the journey is that you can see that you can accomplish things without having to be a robot. Now, the more consistent you are, the better. But some of us, we have consistency challenges because we're entrepreneurs and we're bouncy ball people and we like to chase squirrels. And part of the part of the gift of being an entrepreneur is the is the ability to be comfortable in chaos and abstract ideas. And part of the curse of the entrepreneur is that we are more comfortable in chaos and abstract ideas than we are in concrete, concrete tactical execution and consistency. There are some entrepreneurs who are blessed to have both. 100% in consistency in terms of the personality, top 10% consistency, top 10% creativity. Those people are rare. Very, 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 very rare. Um, so, but you can develop, you can develop both of those things. So try this out for size. If it's my podcast, awesome. Just listen to, listen to something that you can get daily content. Take a post it on Facebook, tag the person, tag, you know, tag. If it's me in this content in this content, just tag me, you know, tag me every day. I'll see it. What you think about it. If, if you tag me, I'll comment on it. And, um, you know, over time you will learn about the person to see if they're a good creative collaborator. And also you will get learned by osmosis. And also you'll have situations to where you'll get answers to your questions that day. It just be, it'll be a happy coincidence or synchronicity if you're a Jungian psychologist. Right. And so, but it's, 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 it has a lot of utility and one thing about it too, is that it does is that you really do get to know the person and it will tell you, should I enter this person's value ladder? Should I ascend to the value ladder? Should I work with this person? Can I be a creative collaborator with this person? And, you know, in my opinion, if someone's not publishing enough that you can't listen to them every day, then I don't know. It's hard to, it's a, it's a crap shoot if they are who they say they are. So there's a lot of utility to bite-sized content. So what I want you to do is take out your Ranger Field Journal. If you don't have a Ranger Field Journal, take out your regular journal. If you don't have a regular journal, for the love of God, go buy yourself a regular journal. But for right now, what I want you to do is take out your Unicorn Trapper Keeper from the fifth grade and just write down three advantages to bite-sized content daily. One, you get to know the person to know if you want to be a creative collaborator. Two, sometimes it will answer the questions that you have that day. Three, you will learn by osmosis. And just remember, there is no end if you stay the path to understanding. What is up, Rangers? I hope you enjoyed today's process. I certainly did. If you want to get out of my email list, it's very simple. I don't run you through a funnel. I don't have you do smoke signals. I don't have you send me a postcard. Just send me an email at wade at understorylawyer.com. Again, that's wade at understorylawyer.com. Those are my children in the background, Luke and Madeline. I don't have them respond to emails, but I do have them attempt to read all of them, and they are three and two. 
three and one, five and two, I don't even know how old they are. However way, I'm gonna show them all your emails and if you make the cut, maybe I'll send you something back on how to grow, start, or pivot from a business. I've done it all. And if you achieve all three, you get the triple Lindy. I know what it feels like to be trapped and I know the way out. And the way out is through the understory. So again, if you want to join my email list, just send me an email at wade at understorylawyer.com. Wade at understorylawyer.com. 